We'll read again from 2 Timothy chapter 1, this time verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Paul, in his exhortation to Timothy, remembered something. And he was reminding Timothy of that very same thing, his unfeigned faith, that pure, sincere, without hypocrisy faith that he had. But he also reminded him of where it came from. He said, first, in your grandmother Lois, and also in your mother Eunice. Paul must have thought very highly of both of these women just by observation. He noticed they were special. There was obviously something very great in their lives, and he could see it, that they treasured. And he took note of it, and it's obvious just by the way that he mentioned it. We can deduct from that that they just lived the good Christian life. Timothy was blessed to have two generations of godly women before him. And what they instilled in him growing up really was priceless. Timothy didn't only hear the gospel taught, he saw it lived out before him in both his mother and his grandmother. I have to say this morning that I was blessed very much the same way Timothy was. First, my grandmother, Valida Paulson, gave her heart to the Lord at a very early age. And I can say that she walked and lived that same unfeigned faith. It wasn't hard to catch her praying. I remember as a young boy... You could just hear her in her bedroom when I was over at her house, and she would name the grandchildren, she would name the children, one by one just went down the list, praying for us. Those things have an impact on you. I feel blessed to have lived up and been raised in that kind of environment. When she passed away, we went through her Bible, and she had... Nearly 3,000 little post-it notes with prayer requests. Many of our names on those requests. What a blessing. I remember things that she used to do for me. I knew I was loved. At five or six years old, uh, more than once, I would just say, Grandma, will you take me to Taft? Right down there, Lincoln City because I wanted to go fishing. And she would tell Grandpa Johnny, come on, we're going to get in the car, we're going to go to the beach. 
And just like that, they would drop everything and we would drive two hours just so I could catch a bullhead or a little perch or something off that pier. When I look back, sometimes we were just there a half hour or so and then heading back, a four-hour trip. And I look back and I marvel at the sacrifices uh, that they made for me. Another time I, I remember saying, let's go to Roslyn Lake. I wanted to go fishing there and I, we got there and it was too shallow around the edges and I knew I wasn't fishing effectively and mind you, I was again five or six years old and I said, I need a boat. Grandma looked at Johnny and said, go rent a boat. And for another couple hours or so, Johnny was rowing me around Roslyn Lake. I know I was spoiled. But I'll never forget that not only was I spoiled by Grandma, she took every, and I do mean every opportunity, to teach my young, moldable mind what was really important. And if it wasn't blessing enough that I had a godly grandmother, I was also given a godly mother who was also saved at a very young age. And she as well lived that unfeigned faith right in front of me. Just like Grandma, Mom took up every little opportunity that she could to mold my mind. The Bible was an open book for sure. Every morning I remember being woke up for school, and uh, she would say, time to get up, and would just start reading a Bible story. At bed, before we went to bed, even if we'd gone to sleep, she'd wake us up and say, it's time to read the Bible, and the Bible was read again. We were given Bible quizzes. We went through the Psalms and and she would read the first verse of every one of the Psalms up to about 30. And and we would, between my sister and I, try to guess what Psalm it was. And she would just randomly read those. And you know, those things, they penetrate in your heart. At the time, I didn't realize just what was being done there. But uh, but as we read uh, Proverbs 22, 6, it says, Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. You know, those things were penetrating my heart, and I'm so thankful for those things. There were the lessons in nature. I remember... Uh, my mother saying, uh, see that little ant carrying that big stick that three times his size? God made him that way. What a beautiful sunset. God made that. You see that colorful rainbow in the sky. That's a promise from God that he will not destroy the world by flood again. That's what it means. I was taught these things. Even in hardship, I was shown the comparison of how a Christian goes through these things versus a non-Christian. And it was easy to see the difference of who had it better, of which was the better life. I was taught very early about the things that really matter in life. 
And those were the things that are taught in God's Word. The things that will matter for all of eternity. There really isn't anything more important than where we, each one of us, will spend eternity. James put it this way, life is but a vapor and it's quickly passed. Yes, we have uh, this time here on earth and it may be short, but it is so important because it will determine where each one of us will spend eternity. Timothy's mother and grandmother instilled those same things in him. And Paul is reminding him of his roots in the gospel. Timothy, look where you come from. Look look at your roots. Look at the faith of your grandmother. Look at the faith of your mother. And it's now your faith. Don't forget these things. These are good things. These are precious things. And just continue, Timothy, in that very same way. We ask you this morning, where are your roots? Where are your roots? Somehow, if you were are saved, someone shared it with you. Whether it be a mother or a grandmother or a grandfather or a father, maybe a minister or a Sunday school teacher or a friend or a classmate, someone shared God's love with you. Someone loved you with the greatest love possible. And that's the love of God. That love that cares for your soul. And it only wants the very best for you. If you don't know that kind of love this morning, we can say on the authority of God's Word that you can. One simple prayer that comes from the heart and you can be saved. Acts 4.21 lets us know that there is one name under heaven whereby we must be saved. And that name is Jesus, God's Son. Lois and Eunice just wanted to see little Timothy saved. They just wanted the very best for him. And you know, it's quite a thing uh, to bring a child into the world. What a blessing, but an enormous responsibility as well. And they took that responsibility very seriously. They wanted just to see him make heaven. Lord willing, in July and September of this year, I will become a grandfather. I'm looking forward to that. Do I plan to spoil my grandkids? Yes, I do. I've already bought both of these uh, future grandchildren fishing poles. But I have a greater goal. I have, just like Lois and Eunice, something in mind for those grandkids. And that is to teach them in the little things. Just like Lois and Eunice did for Timothy, they wanted God's best for him. I want God's best for my grandchildren. When Lois and Eunice taught Timothy the things of God, why they were giving him the very best. They were giving him the truth. How can you beat that? 
How can you beat the good old-fashioned truth? We want the very best for you. God wants the very best for you. Even if you don't have roots before right now, you can start today. This could be your day, Mother's Day 2020, where the Lord came into my heart and gave me roots in this gospel. And you could be the first in your family line while you don't know what far-reaching effect it could have should the Lord tarry on down the line if they see your unfeigned faith. It'll impact others. Really, I can point to many in this church that help point me towards the Lord. Sunday school teachers, ministers, just faithful people testifying why it was their unfeigned faith that I could witness for my own self and see this is the good life. This is the good way. This is the way that I want. Every one of those people had a common denominator among them. They were just faithful. We can all be just faithful. That's pleasing to the Lord. He isn't looking for big fancy talk or things that we think might impress Him. Those don't impress Him. What will please the Lord is simply you just be faithful. Living that unfeigned faith pleases the Lord. You want to please Him? Paul went on to say, Stir up the gift of God which is in thee. That means keep it alive. Oh, just just keep it up. That way you started in. Just keep going in that direction. Keep it alive and fresh. And and your testimony will remain uh, victorious all the way. God can keep you. He is faithful, and He will keep you. You just keep your hand in His, and you'll get to the end of your life. You'll say, have people say about you, they live that unfeigned faith life. That'll be victory. That's the way God intended for it to be. Eunice and Lois just did the things that drew them closer to the Lord. And they kept doing them. We can do the same. We could just do the things that draw us closer to the Lord. Ask yourself that question. Am I doing the things that would draw me closer to the Lord right now? Lord, I want to be close to you. Second Corinthians 3.2 says, You are our epistle known and read of all men. That's living that unfeigned life. It served Lois well. It served Eunice well. It served Timothy well. It'll serve you well. Can't you just imagine in your mind's eye how it was when the three of them reached heaven? Oh, what their first conversation might have been like when Timothy walks up to his mother and his grandmother and they look at him and say, Timothy, this is why we did it. This is why we stayed faithful. All their unfeigned faith was then their sight. And you are assured of having no less victory in your life if you remain faithful. 
The Lord will be faithful to you. Goes on to say at verse 7, that God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Doesn't that sound good in these times? This is the gospel. It will serve you well. If you don't know the Lord, uh, you can this very morning. Just come uh, to a place of prayer. Kneel right where you are in your home. Wherever you are, just pray. Say, Lord, uh, I want to be like Eunice and Lois. I want to have that unfeigned faith in my heart. And once you have it, just hold on to it. Keep it stirred up. Oh, the Lord is faithful. He will keep you. Oh, this could be the best Mother's Day that you ever know your whole life. This very day, we might not be able to gather together, but the Lord will meet you right where you are. Take this time to pray. May God bless you.